So, I've been thinking about my practice a lot, my curatorial practice, um, because also um, that's what lockdown gave me a moment to reflect on it, <laughs> and because um, I've had a baby um, just before. Um, COVID-19 happened. My baby was born in January 2020. And um, this made me think a lot about, or rather reflect a lot about my life and um, who I wanted to introduce myself as to my child and the kind of world that they were coming into that I am transporting them into this realm. And so these, these thoughts about what I am doing and why I'm doing started surfacing again, you know. Um, and it was fascinating for me to, to think about this again in my life as I'm stepping into another role of full parenting, of mothering, of ushering, of facilitating, of holding space for a being that for a while would be on many levels looking up to me um, to create a space for them to maneuver themselves, to negotiate who they want to be, to figure out things. And so conversations with myself about my own practice um, started flaring up in my system and um, conversations with myself about production and how the world is structured and how I've structured my world within this world that I am socialized in, I'm living in and I'm living through and how I see myself and how I engage with myself and how the world sees me and how value and worth is measured and calculated. And so this brought a lot of questions to me, um, particularly on the day my child was born, um, the visceral understanding that there has been a magnificent shift in my life, in my orbit, as much as there's been a magnificent shift in the new life that I've ushered into this realm. <laughs> so I, yeah, pondered about this quite a lot and still do in many ways. Um, how do I put my curatorial practice together? What does it mean to be a curator? At this moment in the world, um, so what does it mean really to be an independent curator at this precise moment in the world and what we are facing? Where we are also grappling with like generational violence that continues to manifest itself in our present day and in our imagined future in various ways. You know, um, sometimes it's macroaggression, sometimes it's microaggression, sometimes it's subtle and sometimes like it comes charging in like a volcano 
waiting to erupt um how um what does it mean to to be a curator for me at this juncture um when you know we we live in a world that has normalized dysfunction and has normalized violence um and has normalized violence on particular bodies right <laughs> bodies that are black bodies that are queer bodies that are non-gender conforming um bodies that are trans um bodies that are poor um sort of this normalizing of dysfunction as a way to be and a way to live and so i i ask myself like if if we live in a world that has normalized dysfunction is my role perhaps then not to is my role perhaps to curate spaces that instigate care and cure um and how how does the caring and the curing look like right like how does how do we actually care how do we practice care um and how do we practice cure how are we practicing being medicine meditation um healing right like these are things that i've been thinking about for a long time in my practice and trying to incorporate them in my curatorial decision making and how i think about exhibitions um and for me right now i am navigating my curatorial practice as a space for care and cure by asking myself how do i care for the artist not just as a creator of objects um not just as a creator of films and photography and and all these other amazing things that artists make but to care for them as a person how do i hold space for them and their narratives what kind of sensitivities must i practice for them to feel safe and for cure what kind of spaces organizations and institutions um do i engage with that have done the work to be able to invite a curing to happen to be able to invite a curing to occur what kind of propositions must the exhibitions the programs that i curate have to instigate the space of cure Uh, <laughs> and so I think a lot about what I term genocide collections sitting in museums across the world, collections built on colonial violence and expeditions, collections built on racial oppression, collections built on subjugating the other, who is socially constructed by generational acts of violence. and we must remember this like the other is a social construction it's a social construction um by generational acts of violence so the other perpetually muted by dominant narratives that only present them as resistance and conquered bodies and this makes me interested in counter narratives that speak about our aliveness joy rest love laughter flourishing play 
narratives that request us yeah narratives that that don't request from us a breaking for the story to surface i am asking a lot of questions about what reparations look like as an as an emancipatory practice as much as i think of self reconciliation um reparations is not just the returning of objects to its owners rightful owners it's not just about undoing what has been systematically upheld but it requires accountability as well accountability about the history of those objects and how they were stolen and not acquired stolen how they were dislocated and dispossessed just like the people who made them how museums imprison the spirit of these objects and imprison the spirits that these objects carry how this contemporary moment holds space for the colonial moment in its wake and 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 in that our bodies never get to rest right like if these objects these looted objects these objects acquired through a form of violence um are sitting in museums that have dispossessed and dislocated our own bodies how do these museums even care for these objects which they do not understand or have um their the willingness to understand them in their origin in their form in their context so in this way i always feel that you know our bodies never get to rest you know in their passing in their departedness when our bodies have departed because these objects these objects sit in museums there's an unsettled spirit within us an unrest so for me it's not just about the legalities of museums and customs but it's also about the spiritual and the ancestral aspect and the necessity to unlock indigenous intellectualism to guide us through this process of reparations and that we have to ask difficult questions when we're talking about reparations. And so for me this is part of my conversation with myself about care. Curatorial care and curatorial cure and how I practice it. Like many others before me, um the decolonizing lifeline makes me ponder on language and vocabulary. on how my tongue sometimes is caught midway unable to articulate what my soul already knows and what my body has been feeling and experiencing so i find words violently violently resting on my palate unable to trace or sound it so i swallow them only to find them coming up my throat again asking for my mother tongue And so I've had to figure out and still figuring out how I care for myself 
and cure for myself in order to unlock this vocabulary, this languaging. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm sitting in the space. So I think about care, you know, like in the ways that Bell Hooks speaks about a love ethic. And Hooks writes, embracing love ethic means that we utilize all dimensions of love, care, commitment, trust, responsibility, respect, and knowledge in our everyday lives. So this made me more aware of my own family and community and how they extend care towards me and how I extend care towards them and our commitment to each other to ease our journey of being here. And so right now, with my practice, I think about cure as a practice of freedom, a way to practice liberating ourselves and others, where we don't have to suspend or transcend our pain and trauma, but move through it. Also to arrive at a point where we realize we are not just an assembly of pain and suffering, we are also joy and laughter. And that in spite of everything, we are immaculately beautiful, celestial beings. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, those are my thoughts for today about my my curatorial practice as cure and care. Yeah, how to care in a world of chaos and dysfunction, how to, to, to instigate spaces of cure when no one wants to actually talk about the wound and the woundedness, where no one actually wants to look at what the wound is made of and what layers are stacked upon it. And so, yeah, this is where my headspace has also been for a while. Yeah, yeah. Togozan, Togozan Bandabatala, Togozan Bontlonzo, Togozan Ombongo Katulombi Sonyamas Nakam Timkulu, Togozan Okmalum Tumbumbula Swatmundem Yang again Tabba, Togozan. Oma dondom tembo mwelaso kudino tukelo mnoha tokozan. Oma baso baba senta bengu kwa tiwa ilanga salishona tokozan. Ocho lima mpondo misamathe. Ompanko oma mtuwa gazi oma nza mnyama. Tokozan. Tokozan. Ochachu. Ochope. Om Chali, Om Tante, Togozan. O Amira, Om Velo, O Tandiwe, Togozan. Ningabali Balanga, Nabakwas Tole, O Jobe. Togozan, Nani Mabakate, Bombaha. Togozan. Togozan, Manyanga Mashe. Togozese. Is well as a Sempandin. 
ozmopa. Togozan. Is it Togozan? Is Trellis Gacobella? No Baba. Ozicote Ozwan. Togozan. Togozan of Amatum Villanag. Our own Gaman Yang and Abanao. The city I end down down. I 